Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Talking about educational. I, I never forget when I got Napster. If you're of a certain age, you remember Napster. Dude, I killed Napster. Oh, we, oh. Got, we got Napster. We live north of town, north of Missoula. We get internet. And it's like AOL, right? America Online. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to hook up to your phone line. So then, you know, if your parents are talking on the phone, you try to go on the internet, it's not working. So then you try to download songs. You got you set the downloads before you went to school because, you know, you, Son. you'd have to have like eight hours in the day Son. on the dial-up yeah. to download like eight songs. Well, never forget, downloading that song, don't even remember how I found it, being like 13 years old, and then I'm listening to it, I'm like, what are they talking about? I don't know what they're talking about. And then I was like, I get older, I start learning more, and I'm like, I get what they're talking about. Yeah. Little ghetto boys here uh, as we bring you in to hour number two. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Rajim Seabrook, riding with me, Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for joining us here on your Friday. Hopefully you get a long weekend, even if you don't. What a time to be alive. The height of summer in Montana. We appreciate you spending some time with us here on the final day of June. Crazy. The final day of the fiscal year, too. So That's for right. all the That's money right. people, like That's right. they get to exhale tomorrow. That's right. Or or pucker up. I'm not sure. Either which <laughs> way, some when it comes to money, you're doing one or the other. Missing in the first hour of the show. Talk about multi-sport athletes. We heard from a multi-sport athlete, Olivia Collins, the multiple-time Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year, girls soccer, out of Bozeman Gallatin High as part of our Senior Spotlight Series. Gave you some highlights from some of the best of the best from the city of Missoula, including Missoulian and Missoula Marathon four-time champion Mark Mesmer, plus more records from Catherine Burkoff, the Missoula Hellgate product, who is taking the world by storm in the backstroke uh, at NC State and on the world stage. Plus, we gave you some tidbits about the recently anointed Gatorade Athletes of the Year in track and field. And a couple of really cool commitments, which we shall discuss in just a moment, uh, to the Big Ten athletes from Montana. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit Blackfoot, uh, goblackfoot.com, excuse me, 
uh, as well as the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day, anytime you're on the Montana State campus. Before we get to some uh, of Regime's favorite games, Smarter Dub, <laughs> we got to uh, highlight a couple of these cool commitments. First of all, we, we told you about Elisa Keller and Weston Brown, the Montana Gatorade Track and Field Athletes of the Year. Elisa Keller, Billings West product. She is on her way to BYU to throw the javelin. Weston Brown, a Bozeman High product. He is on his way to Princeton to run for the distance team there after an uh, unbelievably decorated career there at Bozeman High. Capping it with a Nike Outdoor National Championship in the 3200. This is pretty cool, man. Like, a, Not only did a kid from Bozeman High win the, the two-mile at the National Championship, his teammate, Nathan Neal, who's a senior to be at Bozeman High, got second. Pretty darn good program there at Bozeman High when it comes to distance running. That's a, that's a fun bus ride home. That's, <laughs> For sure. That's, that's fun dinners to be had down the road. Be like those Al Bundy moments. Remember when? <laughs> One and two, like a good combination. Yeah. No, I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's what a what a great like as one leaves and gets to pass the torch on to the next too. Yeah. Like it's just the, yeah. the the sequence of that is a great thing. Yep. Uh, Brianna Williams, Billing Skyview senior to be, she's the reigning Montana Gatorade Player of the Year in girls basketball. She led Skyview to their first ever state championship two years ago as a sophomore. Had twenty five points in the mm-hmm. state championship game to win Class AA. Uh, State tournament MVP honors as a sophomore. Killed it. And uh, then this last year, she was lights out. Averaged 24 (laughs) points, 11.5 rebounds per game, and was the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, They stubbed their toe at the state tournament, lost the opener, but then rallied back and got third. Well, Brianna Williams has also been one of the stars, not only in the the region, but in the nation. Nation. uh, On the club circuit, her Northwest Blazers squad won the U16 Under Armour National Championship recently. That made her recruiting blow up. Her sophomore and early in her junior year, she was getting recruited by a lot of schools in the West, which is unbelievable. That's all you can really expect from somebody from Montana. She had offers from Washington, Washington State, Gonzaga, Stanford, Montana, Montana State. Well, then she played on that the AAU circuit, and then it goes, I mean, I've never really seen anything like at the I was I, I just couldn't help but laugh. I was sitting with a couple Lady Grizz assistants at the Class AA State Tournament in Butte, and they were pointing out to me where all the other coaches were sitting. It's just a crazy phenomenon to have coaches from Maryland and Illinois and Iowa and all these teams that are there in the house in Butte, America, recruiting this young lady. Well, Brianna Williams, she made her decision earlier this week. She is headed to Maryland to play in the Big Ten. I have Terps, baby. We've had a lot of great women's basketball players from Montana. Oh, tons. Almost all of them, though, have, you know, Jocelyn Tinkle, Stanford, Jill Barta, Gonzaga, Kristen Tillman, Oregon State. You know, you've had all these great, but they've been West Coast. Totally. I think it's a, a, a great it takes a great amount of courage, first of all, for this young lady to want to go out there to College Park on the other side of the country. But I also think it's it shows you how much smaller the world's getting and how much bigger the the recruiting scope is getting for for athletes in Montana. Well, I, I think it's it's two things on that note. Uh, first of all, hats off, like go get yours, girl. Oh, for like, sure. I love that. Like what I what I what I love about it is. Again, going back to there's a, almost an overarching theme today of of, of role models. Like for sure. for, for uh, you know, there's some young girl here who loves basketball, who's in middle school or elementary schools doing AAU club travel, all that. And it's like they went to, hey mom, hey dad, or grandma, whatever your home life is. They're in Maryland. 
Like that's huge. It gives it cool. a different uh, perspective and a frame of reference. Within that being said, it also puts Montana on the map um, from a scouting perspective. Like for sure, this girl is from where? Like. What is that? Western Dakota, Southern Canada? Like, where's Montana? And then it, it kind of makes people go, hmm. So, you know, for the scouts out there, the cousins of scouts or the friends of scouts, like, get Montana's got some players, regardless of sport. And we're tough. Let's go. There's Come also, recruit our kids. There's also a lot of people that are really helping out with this, too, which totally. I think is great. The Northwest Blazers has grown. It's a, it's a yes. regional team of like it's Montana, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, and a little bit of Western, or excuse me, Eastern Washington. So that's cool. They're they're playing at a high level. Friend of the show, Josh Hustis, who was a great high school basketball player here in Montana, CMR graduate out of Great Falls, who then went on to play at Stanford, was a first-round draft pick by the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's since returned to Montana. He's been running these Montana Elite Invitational tournaments to get a whole bunch, have sort of a showcase for a bunch of college coaches to come and watch. Our other great friend, Linda Weiler-Jacobson, she has her LWJ Productions company. She's been helping kids get their name out there with film and resumes and you know grade point averages and all that sort of stuff. So it's certainly growing, no doubt. But congratulations to Brianna Williams. It's pretty cool. Andrew, I know you're from that neck of the woods. Andrew Houghton chiming in here uh, on Nuanas Now. What do you think of this? I mean, this is a... Uh, it, it's cool for a lot of reasons, but it's cool basically because it's so unique. I, I can't ever remember someone from Montana going up to the East Coast to play. I, I I thought there was one other ACC connection, but then I remembered that Maryland's not in the ACC. It's in the Big Ten. But either way, uh, a long way from home, but pretty cool opportunity for uh, Brianna, Brianna Williams from uh, Billings Skyview. Yeah, it's pretty special. It's, it's unique, like you said. To me, it just shows how big the... Uh how big women's basketball has gotten, right? How sure. national everything has gotten to where, I mean, Maryland, aside from just being on the East Coast, right? Maryland is one of the premier programs in women's basketball. It's, no question. It's not Connecticut or Tennessee or Stanford, but it's, it, you know. For sure. Maryland under Brenda Freese has been right there. Yep. Uh, and so for for a program like that now to be able to recruit a girl from out of Billings, it just, to me, it speaks to how how big the game has gotten across the country. And I think that that's a good thing just in general, aside from obviously being very special for uh, for Brianna, but probably for her family too. I know her family a little bit because her father has volunteered with us at the Montana Football Hall of Fame, which we have our event every year in Billings. And he's always brought his kids along, and they've helped at the, the golf tournaments and stuff. And I remember the first time I saw Brianna Williams, her father introduced me to her and said, hey, yeah, my, my daughter, she's going to be a sophomore at Billing Skyview. And I'm like looking up, I mean, this girl's two inches taller than me. I'm like, that girl's only going to be a sophomore? That's interesting. And then the next, that was like her breakout year. She blew up, and and uh, but but her, her father... Uh, Classy guy, does it the right way. His kids, both Brianna and her little brother, um, totally polite, so nice. Love their volunteerism with us at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. So happy for them on a personal level, but it's also just a great opportunity uh, for a young lady to go cut her teeth in the Big Ten. Speaking of the Big Ten, Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Quinn Clark, Bozeman Gallatin, he, see, this is this is a different sort of deal. Brianna Williams has been a dominant player in Montana, but that she's also got a chance to compete on the national stage. That's why, I mean, she's the number 52 ranked recruit in the country coming Period. out of Billings Skyview. That's cool. Quinn Clark 
certainly a big time recruit in, in the scope of Montana, and oh, he huge. he had Montana Montana State offers. Oh yeah, but then he goes to a camp at Nebraska, <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's nice, a little six five hundred ninety five pound receiver. We like some of that. Gets an offer, commits. So, uh, sort of a different deal. You get one tryout, or you get one opportunity for exposure, and boom, you get an opportunity for a Big Ten scholarship. I, I think that's pretty cool, too, for Quinn Clark. Aspire, man. Shoot for the stars. Yeah. Grab for the universe and, and, and fly through the cosmos, kids. Like, that. that's just hard work. But also be thankful that you have those opportunities to for be sure. showcased outside of, um, you you know, outside. Not everyone gets that opportunity to do the AAUs, in, which we, we may touch upon later in the sh- sure. show on this uh, in sure. a later segment. But there's... Uh, um, there's a beautiful thing for for that young man to experience, and then also, you know, Nebraska got a taste of Montana with uh, Samari Toure being there. So for sure, there's a Brian Buschini, you know, the punter, absolutely. The so the capital kid. There's a you know going back to Brianna's situation in Maryland, like Nebraska got a little bit of taste of Montana and looked, you know, obviously looked back to the state to kind of pluck someone else. So um, yeah, good for good for, uh, for good for Quinn. Um, Got to coach against the kid. For sure. Boy, is nice. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's what a great opportunity. And, again, what a great shining uh, for the great state of Montana. It's a, it's such an interesting uh, sort of uh, two-sided sword because one of the biggest reasons why Montana and Montana State have been so good, in, specifically in football, for so long is that the best homegrown products right here stay, stay home. Yep. But they also, most of them never even get a chance to go elsewhere because mm-hmm. no one recruits here. No. But you, we, we've seen this a little bit lately. Will Disley mm-hmm. went to camps at Boise State and Washington. All of a sudden, he's going to UW. Yep. Jesse Sims had some opportunities at both Nebraska and Oregon State mm-hmm. and then decided to stay home. Stevensville yep. product, the late Jesse yep. Sims. Um so I guess where are we at with people that cover the big? We are people that cover the Big Sky Conference and have a, a lot of vested interest in the Big Sky. Yes, sir. Do we want elevated opportunities for our football players, or do we want those guys to stay home because that's what makes Montana and Montana State so great? One word, four letters, both. You know, right? I, I think for every Montana kid that has the opportunity and privilege and ability to leave the state of Montana to play yeah, right. football, volleyball, basketball, that means one in-state kid. Just took over that spot. So, Such a good point. So for me, it's like for everyone that le- it, it almost like it's attrition at that point. Like one leaves, it just opens up a spot for someone who 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 isn't. So both would be my answer. Such a great point. Nuana is now Rod James Seabrook joining me. Coulter Nuana is here on your Fourth uh, of July weekend Friday. Appreciate you for listening in, tuning in, Thank and you. Uh, riding along with us. Appreciate you for being here, my man. Um, it's so well said. It is more opportunities for more kids. And I think for as much as recruiting resources have improved and as much as I think kids in Montana are getting better opportunities, more opportunities, I still wish there was a little bit of advisement. And this is not just specifically to Montana kids. I just think in general. I think when kids are choosing schools, there should be a, a sort of a, a – a hierarchy of the reasons why you're choosing where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. If you are specifically that, if the number one reason why you're going to a school is either the coach or the prestige, it's not going it, to. It's not going to last. There's a higher level of failure. Yeah, no sustainability. If, if you're going to a school 
because you want to go to the school first and foremost, yes. and you love the town. Yes. And then the program and the coach and all that stuff is also good. Yes. You just have a much higher chance of succeeding. Well, you're vested at that point. Right. It's not just shiny, shiny. It's, I want to go to school here, but I want to go to school here and dive. I want to go to school here and dive, and I love the campus. I want to go to school. I want to dive. I love the campus, and I love the community, and I love the city and the state that the school is in. And I like what you said. If there isn't a hierarchy, if there isn't an epicenter, uh, you know, with rungs going outside of it, then you're you're coming back to Montana and, you know, you're, you're scoring 68 points a game for Montana Tech. And that's not a knock on, on that school. I don't want no, folks sure. to hear that. But if you're not setting yourself up for success outside of the pool or the field or the pitch or the court, you're going to come back to where it is comfortable and then go somewhere else to, to further your development. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX <clears throat> Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. One thing that you sent along that that was a very interesting talking point was – and this is what there's. This is we we agree so 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 vehemently about this. There's nuance to every conversation you can possibly have. That's why we need to have conversations as yes. much as possible. Both sides can be true to any argument. Almost certainly, there's elements of both sides of any argument that Absolutely. aren't true. Truth is about perspective. It's not an absolute. And I think that's why people, like when the the, the truth lie thing, like it's about perspective. If that's the way you want to see it or need to see it or have seen it, that's your perspective. For sure. So truths aren't an absolute. They're about perspective. What I'm getting at here is that elevated opportunities for young people, no matter where you're at in the world, is great. Elevated and extra exposure, awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. We've seen, as we just talked about, Brianna Williams get elevated and extra exposure because of her performances within AAU and, and club right. basketball. Right. There's also then the other side of the coin with AAU and club basketball and the way it's influencing the culture of high school sports, the way it's influencing the culture of basketball, the way the privatization of sports has influenced sports all the way up to the college level and Absolutely. even beyond. Absolutely. So you you were the one that uh, put this this talking point forward. How do you see sort of this stuff impacting youths and schools? Because you work in a variety of these different sectors. I I, I think that it creates a different form of have and have nots. It creates a different form of need and want. Um, For those who could say who can afford to go to school but enjoy sports, but, you know, going through the AAU processes for certain things and then wind up getting a scholarships. It's um it, it it's an interesting takeaway from those who don't have those affordabilities, right? The other thing that I don't like about the, some of the aspects of privatization of sports is it's actually taking away from what you're doing with people you go to school with. Um, there's a there's a certain thing about school spirit, community love that AAU actually robs. Um, For sure. When I look at some of the kids who aren't playing high school sports because they're so committed to their farm team or their private team, and it's like you could be helping your school. For like sure. You and you not only helping your school but just doing something for your community and not that you know the community. It's a it's a, it's about us for that one athlete or group of athletes to do those things, but. There is something about high school sports and engagement that's a beautiful, wonderful family community thing that is dwindling when you take kids out of those uh, out of those realms. The other uh, the other struggle I have with that is how about the athletes that are very good that are very talented 
but may not have the finances to do an AAU or go to these showcases. And then those opportunities just evaporate. Here's this kid who could have gone on to become a collegiate Hall of Famer, but didn't have the opportunity because mom and dad couldn't afford, you know, to travel around five different states over the last 60 days, which is why I'm so glad high school baseball is back in the public sector. Not everyone can buy a fifth wheel and follow their right. kid around every gosh darn dang day of summer. Um, you know, there's a future Hall of Famer. I was saying before, baseball came back to high schools uh there's a future hall of famer in montana that was never going to be born because those opportunities for that person weren't going to be there outside of privatization of sports so when things are public it just allows more kids more opportunities to do things but it also creates less division and, and gives us the community back uh, a little bit of something outside of those club realms again i don't want people to hear me i'm not knocking club sports i think they're important for sure i think they are important but i think the the overtaking of that is taking away um, all the way down to the middle school level even. For sure. Uh, you know, 12-year-old girls be like, Coach Seabrook, I don't want to play basketball because I'm I'm specializing in volleyball. Right. You're 13. Like, like <laughs> you should be a 13-year-old and right. not having Tommy John in three years when you're 16 because you've blown your rotator cuff out because you're playing volleyball year-round. So just one of those kind of things to kind of – think about too the health of kids when you sure. specialize in one thing like you're over abusing your body physically but then you add to the burnout of it mentally and emotionally too by the time you get to your freshman year in college you may not want to do it because you've been burnt out on the circuit for the last five or six so you know as you said there's our there's our polarizing ESPN view today folks of you know the nuances of showcasing and privatization for the elevation of the person the sport and then the downside of it and it's a Always, always good to wrap our cerebral cortexes around that, my friend. And that's why Brianna Williams is a great example because she has put in great work with her club team, the Northwest Blazers, and also balled out in led, school. Let's give you to their greatest success ever. They've never won a girls' basketball state championship, and yeah. they won one uh, with her as one of their uh, star players. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Rajim Seabrook rolled with me. Colter Smarter Dumb Plus. Yes. 10 intriguing NFL players. Next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. See, uh, this is like the pyramid of knowledge, right? 
I think I'm an aficionado until we get Raj in the studio. And then we got a real sensei when it comes to the uh, the wide world of hip-hop. But my brother and I, we've done a lot of study on this too. And uh, he thinks for his money that that's the best rap album of all time. Eric paid in B- full? Eric B. and Rakim paid in full. The best rap album of all time. He thinks it's the best rhymes, of man. Of all man. time. He's, he's, okay. He says it's that and Illmatic by Nas. I, ooh, I'm not going to disagree with Illmatic. <laughs> like, Illmatic is like, ooh, it says you put it on, you don't take it. Ooh, ooh, I need to sit down with you, brother. <laughs> I know, I, right? I, that's, a, that's a good conversation. For sure. Um, Oh, man, I'm stymied right now. And I, I don't get to use that I word know. very often. Well, that's okay. Give us, the, give us the lesson on Eric B. and Rakim then. Uh, Noir is now ESPN Radio, Roger M. Seabrook, our hip-hop historian as we're celebrating the 50th year of hip-hop here uh, in America. Yeah, Rakim was like, he, he's called the God. For sure. Like, like he, is, he is Michael Jordan of the hip-hop, right. of the, of right. the, of the hip-hop right. world. Right. And he... He bought mathematics, flow, articulation, literary references to it. And the craziest thing about that song, which is a hip-hop classic, I always remind people, as great as that song is, it was one stanza. Right. Think about it. It was one stanza. He dropped the mic and was out. Out. That's like Deion Sanders showing up, running the 40, and I'm out. I'm not <laughs> right. doing anything else. And he, he I mean... Anything he touches turns to gold. One of the best voices, For sure. voice presence, syncopation, articulation, and diction within 16 bars, which is what makes up hip-hop and how it's broken down uh, musically and mathematically. So, yeah, Eric B. and Rakim. Rakim in particular. Rakim just so dope. Just so dope. Whether it's paid in full, uh, Eric B. for president, Microphone Fiend, Knowing the Ledge, which was on the Juice soundtrack, Mahogany, you name it. He was... The literally one of the Godfathers. Without without Rakim, you don't have a Jay Z, folks. Without a Rakim, you don't have a Nas. Like I, hands down, for the, sure. There's artists out like you just don't have them. You don't have a Nipsey Hustle, right? To to a certain extent. So it's like you don't have a, Le, a LeBron without an MJ. It's it's before sure. and after. There it is for sure. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. Our last day here on the radio until next Thursday. So very much looking forward to some time off here in the, the height of summer. Um, we, I want to play a little smart and dumb, and this is supposed to be a uh, fun and funny game. <laughs> but I already know the answer to this. It's dumb. But I want you to sort of articulate about it. I have not studied this enough to have any opinion on it yet. I'm scared. Y- yet I already know what I think probably I'm going to think. And uh, that is the uh, there's some decisions made around affirmative action earlier this week, yes. and uh, that's going to have a direct impact on sports. Mm-hmm. I just leave the floor open to you because I've literally only seen this on you know the CNN news brief on my phone and a couple tweets or whatever. I I am going to get educated about it soon. But. Yeah, right now it just it's at Harvard and the University of North Carolina in particular. But as with anything in America, it's going to have ripples and things will be replicated, duplicated, and re-emulated. The scary part about this is what we're seeing uh, culturally and socially is the systemic breakdown of, of some, I wouldn't say civil rights, but access to having your rights be civil and mm. civilized. Mm-hmm. And within that, when you get think, rid of things that were had to be put in place because of systemic issues, 
in our society, then you're just you're just saying we're ready to have those systemic issues be back uh, in in a, in a really not even passive aggressive way, aggressive aggressive way. And the fear of the backlash of this is that you're taking away opportunities. Again, we, we've we've had a couple of overlapping and intersecting com- uh, 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 subject and topics today, Coulter. Uh, when you take away some of these. Uh, um, When you take away some of these programs that have protected people because they were not protected initially, it scares me. Rippling it back to the radio show and the overall premise of sports, it scares it scares me for the future of collegiate athletes. Some of these kids um, were in because of such a, of the affirmative action act. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't have been allowed in there. And the passive screening of what will come into fruition here in the next couple of years. Um, it's 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 going to look funky. Our landscape of our college and universities are going to look very, very different. And how it translates to sports, how we will see and watch college sports uh, in the next five-plus years once this kind of ripples through, um, the environment and landscape will forever be changed. The, the parallel that's the, the most, uh, I don't want to say the most obvious, but the one that pops in my mind first when it comes to affirmative action, and specifically when it comes to college education, mm-hmm. as well as uh, sports, and this is a, a college and pro sport parallel, so maybe not directly linear, but mm-hmm. the Rooney Rule was uh, instituted in the NFL, NFL, making a requirement that uh, at least one minority candidate was given the opportunity to interview for every NFL head coaching job. Mm-hmm. You and I have discussed that at length, mm-hmm. because on one hand, that's great for equality. On the other hand, it's become a it's, box check it, in certain situations. Exactly, as some it's uh, almost remarginalized uh, the situation. Right. Yeah. You do it without any intention. You do it just because you need to do it. Right. 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 Like I, I remember when when Jeff Choate, Montana State's former head football coach, when the when the George Floyd tragedy happened Mm -hmm. at the height of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and he so articulately put it into such great uh, perspective he said I'm going to say one thing and one thing alone about this we are paying attention to this at a higher level right now because everybody's sitting at home Mm -hmm. and I think that that's both good and unfortunate Mm -hmm. and he also said I'm not sitting here giving a statement about what I think about the ills of America or racism in America or George Floyd because what the hell do I know about that I want to sit here and say, I want to listen. And he said, I don't want to check a box. I'm not going to mm-hmm. give a statement like every other college football coach in America because mm-hmm. I have to or because mm-hmm. someone told me to. I don't want to do that. I have no statement to be made. I want to open the floor and listen. It, these are all paralleled things, right? Mm-hmm. Affirmative action in premise is a, a, a beneficial and worthwhile thing. We don't want it to only exist as a box to check, right. just like the Rooney Rule, just like statements about inflammatory issues. Mm-hmm. But we also don't want to lose sight of the fact that they had to be; those things had to be put in because of the marginalization of people, because of the just outright isolation and segregation uh, that took place in his trying to trying to creep back into American society slowly and passively in so many different ways. But uh, let me ask you this. Proceed, my friend. Has affirmative action worked? It has. For some, it has. For some, it has. 
for some it is allowed access to, to academic institutions or jobs uh, or, or housing that sure. that that that, that uh, traditionally was not accessible for those who yeah. weren't of a certain ilk and whatever that ilk was uh you know that's another story for another day but if you weren't of a certain ilk you weren't allowed access to certain rooms you didn't sure. get to sit at certain, t- certain tables you were denied access based solely on who you were right and what you look like so from that perspective the fact that things like that had to be put in place is scary in and of itself and now that that's being removed is even scarier. It's such a it's such a sensitive issue to be sure, no question. But mm-hmm. I, I wonder. It boils down to the 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 juxtaposition between civil rights and the meritocracy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the biggest issues that America is facing right now is the continued push for civil rights and the erosion of civil rights simultaneously, as well as the utter erosion of the meritocracy. Mm-hmm. The entire modern history of America has been based on merit. You work hard. You have jobs. You have experience. You use that experience to gain authority and seniority, and the people that have the most experience are inherently the best at their jobs. That all went away <laughs> 20 years ago. Yes. But we refused to believe that that was true because it's because of the advent of technology, right? Like the acceleration of technology has made it so that people that are 35 are way better than people that are 55 Absolutely. in certain yeah. elements of their job. And the people that are 55, their merit matters not whatsoever. We've also then marginalized institutional knowledge, the reverence for history, there is still a great amount that can be gained from merit. Yes. But so many people that have great merit haven't been able to keep up with the times because of Gen X and millennials and, and Gen Z's ability to use technology, basically computers, the internet, all that sort of stuff. So I, I guess that's that that's where we get into the weeds on this a little bit. But on one hand, I totally agree for the progress or for the, the continued uh, push for progress and the continued push for civil rights. On the other hand, can we ever be a truly accepting society that doesn't base anything on race unless we just don't have race as part of the conversation? No, not when your foundation of right. your country and, and that's what it has comes been back based to. off of race. And that, that's what it comes yeah. back to is the institutionalized yeah. racism that exists in America. Yeah, I mean, and we, and we need to, you know, come out of the weeds on this here in a second, Coulter, but it's hard to get out of something when your roots are so strongly into, intertwined in it. Right. You would, have to, you would have to usurp that whole tree and plant a new seed with new hopes. Yeah, at, at the theme of the show today is that every conversation has nuance, right? Like Absolutely. In, in certain ways, affirmative action has been objectively good for the diversification of campus life in America. In other ways, it's been just a box to check. And in other ways, it muddles sort of the meritocracy that exists. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a very convoluted it situation. Is. It just makes me think about the old adage of pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Hard yeah. to have it if you don't have hands. Hard to pick up your boots if your boots don't have straps. Right. 
hard to be hard to put those boots on if you don't have a foot. I I, I saw an, a very interesting uh, analysis that was posted on social media. It, it was a, actually a link to an actual news article. It wasn't just a social media post. Yes, but it was it was about how since the institutionalization of affirmative action, the minority enrollment at Ivy League schools has not gone up one ounce, not one, not one bit. But there's so many different things you can point to. Oh, absolutely. For that, right? Absolutely. So that that in itself is sort of a microcosmic example of the muddying of the entire issue. Oh yeah, we need a podcast. <laughs> we absolutely I, need a well, podcast because three of my friends were like, right. "We love you, but this is a podcast for another day, yeah, guys." 100%, like, this is 100%. great, but it's uh, next. Here's here's what happens. We uh, we get stuck on the the really deep ones, but we we really are just here to have some fun. We're coming back to surface, folks. <laughs> Snorkels are getting cleared. We wanted to play smart or dumb and really have some fun, so that's what we're gonna do. We're, we're gonna have, totally smart. We're gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna play smart or dumb NBA and NFL style next to have some fun for the Fourth of July weekend. Let's go. Keep it right here. Nuanas now. ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's new on is now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. You knew we were going to get to Nelly. We knew, you knew we were going to get to Midwest and St. Louis, but... I don't know if you necessarily thought we were going to play that song. A little deep cut. The last song on Country Grammar. One of my favorite Nelly songs. Shout out to my mom and every other mom out there. We couldn't do it without you. I love that Nelly ended his first album with with that one. It's, it's nothing but a dedication to his mom. And that has nothing to do with the history of hip-hop. I just thought it was really cool. And I, I, I just love that song. Nelly has actually one of the most underrated catalogs of any hip-hop artist, but that, to me, is one of my favorite Nelly songs. Well, first of all, if we're going to be on Moms. Hi, Mama Nuanez. You know you're listening. <laughs> I love Mama Nunu. Hello. One of my favorite people every Saturday during the uh, during the, the, oh, yeah. the, the radio biggest show. Biggest fan, for sure. Oh, awesome. It's great to know who your biggest fan is. It's great to know it's your mom. Oh, dude. Your mom should be your biggest fan <laughs> and your harshest critic. <laughs> because at the end of it, and after, as, she, after as, she wants as she you, is. she's going to love you yeah, and be right, like, that's right, that's right. Hey, are you hungry, baby? Let's that's get right. something to eat. That's so, right. yeah, we're that's good. Right. That's right. Oh, yeah, she she has, she has could be on our podcast all about what we were just talking about. She dude, has all I'm, sorts dude, of thoughts. I'm all of Mama New. Better God, keep me Avanza. Like, right now, baby. I love it. I love it. Anyways, uh, we digress. Nuwana's now as ESPN usual. Radio. Uh, Rajim Seabrook, roll with me, Coulter Nuwana. we only got about eight minutes left here. What? Uh, on your front. I know, crazy. Uh, Nelly Midwest Rap, they founded it. I mean, not founded it, but they were the first that really blew up from like 
the St. Louis, right? Yeah, just you know, coming out of the gold, the arc of the Midwest, uh, very different style. It was, it was, it was, it was kind of country, but it was kind of, it was kind of Southern Cali at the same time with the splash of the Northeast. And he just made it different. He he bought the party anthem back to rap. He kind of picked up where Naughty by Nature left off. Where Ooh, you just you like Naughty that. by Nature, you like that, don't you? Uh, it was just one of those things that, like, you just got into the hook. And the more you got into the hook, the more you started listening to his lyrics. To me, if uh, if Tupac and Will Smith had a love child, his name is Nelly. <laughs> Gotta love it. We wanted to play Smarter Dumb. We kicked the can down the road. Give All me one. Just give me one. A bit. Just give me one. Smarter Dumb. The Golden State Warriors acquiring Chris Paul. Smart. Absolutely smart. I agree. Uh, Clay Thompson can't jump anymore. Steph Curry's getting older. Um... To have someone like Chris Paul come off the bench For to sure. relieve either or gives you quality minutes, great leadership, which is, I think, something they've been lacking for a long time. They have, they've had players, but just not that veteran leadership since uh, Andre Iguodala. Uh, I can't even pronounce his last Andre Iguodala, for sure. Thank you, brother. Uh, I, see, and here's the thing. It's, it's, like, it's like my guy Jalen Rose, who's one of my favorite analysts in basketball, always says. Basketball positions were invented to explain basketball to people that don't understand yeah, basketball, basketball, right? Like, there's people that more often play in the paint, more often play on the wing, but mostly in a traditional, or in a fluid, I should say, basketball environment, people move all the time. Steph Curry has been pinned as a point guard because pundits want to say that Steph Curry is X best point guard of all time. A lot of people say the best. Some people say one of the best. Here's the thing, though. Steph Curry is a point guard sometimes, but he's also not a point guard at sometimes. And the Golden State Warriors have been at their best over the last decade when Steph Curry plays off the ball. That's why Steph Curry is such a great weapon, and it's why the Warriors won so many championships. The Warriors have been at their best when Draymond Green is on the ball or Andre Iguodala is on the ball and Steph Curry's off, off the ball because he can run off screens. Mm-hmm. Well, now people are wondering. See, I'm always the guy that's hating on getting multiple ball-dominant players and try to pit them together. No. Steph Curry's not a ball-dominant player. He, he doesn't. Isn't. He doesn't need a high usage rate to average 30 points per no. game. And now you have another guy that can be the ball-dominant guy. And guess what? Chris Paul has no problem, especially this time in his career, Exactly. Give it up to Steph. I love it. Smart or dumb? The Boston Celtics trading for Christophs Porzingis. (laughs) How do you spell mud backwards, folks? Dumb. (laughs) Christophs Porzingis. The unicorn. The seven-foot piece of aluminum foil. On one hand, he's coming off of his first healthy season ever. On the other hand, he's coming from the Washington Wizards. And he's only had one healthy season ever, so it's only a matter of time. I, I don't know. I think the best case scenario for Porzingis, the pretzel man, added him with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. If you can get somebody to, like we're talking about, on the ball, to give those guys all the ball, now you have one of the most lethal shooting lineups in the whole NBA. Absolutely. Because you got three dudes, 6'8 or taller, who can shoot shoot. it. My thing is, you can't shoot it if he ain't healthy. And that man can't stay healthy. He looks like the pretzel man. That's right. Pretzel uh, sticks for legs, Mike. Smart or dumb, ESPN National laying off 20 people today, including, and I know this is just the way the world goes, and I think that every single one of these people, 
like Todd McShay, he's landing on his feet. He's just going to start a podcast. He's going to have an NFL draft podcast. He's going to be more successful than he was at ESPN like that. Keyshawn Johnson, Jason Williams. Next. Those guys are good. They're going to be good. The one person I thought was very, very striking that ESPN laid off today was Susie Colbert. Yeah, that one's a, that, dude, that's an OG, baby. And, and she has such a very defined role, Agreed. which she is the best in the Agreed. business at. Studio host, sideline side reporter. reporter. Mm. So good. I mean, Susie Colbert literally dude. set the standard. As our guy Jeff Savard, though, the voice of the panel had said, when we were texting about this in our ESPN group text, yeah. he said, yeah, Susie Colbert's going to be fine, though. Like, if she, she's been in the biz for 38 years. Dude. She'll either retire, semi-retire, or have a new job tomorrow i mean oh dude are you kidding me that's a book tour waiting to happen no for sure that for is, sure the, the for stuff sure. that that is inside that vessel's mind and heart for that's sure. a book tour Susie's gonna land on her feet let's go Suze. no 100 uh we are gonna have to wait for most of our most intriguing uh nfl players because we only have a few minutes left if you missed anything in today's nuance now by the way watch always it. find it on the nuance now podcast yes, sir. presented by blackfoot communications go blackfoot.com the yes, m sir. store where they're all grizz all the time and the montana state bookstore your best place to get blue and gold at any time, uh, game day or otherwise, when you're on the Montana State campus. This is from ESPN Plus. They had their 10 uh, most intriguing players uh, in the NFL. And some of these are low-hanging fruit, but the one that I actually thought was the most intriguing that landed on this list, and here's the list. Kyler Murray, Stephon Diggs, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald, Tua Tagovailoa, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, and the guy who I actually thought was the most intriguing on this list, Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Colts. The reason I think he's the most intriguing is... Speaking of can't stay healthy. All the rest of these guys have drama and prestige and star power associated with them. Jonathan Taylor, he has a certain amount of star power, especially for those out there that play fantasy football. But Jonathan Taylor, uh, to me, is a microcosmic example of one of the most fascinating things in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor, pound for pound, man for man, is one of the best running backs in the league. He also hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's also young. But guess what? You don't stay young. You only get old. Especially at that position. And he is about to be into a contract year where he's eligible for an extension. And the Colts, since he's been there, haven't been very good. They've been very middle-of-the-road average. They had old noodle neck back there, <laughs> Matt Ryan. Well, I mean, the they, they just had nothing but rented quarterbacks year after sure. year after year. Jacoby Brissett, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, on down the line, whatever. So, And now they got Anthony Richardson, the young uh, man coming in from Florida. Absolutely. But I, I don't know. I, I just think that Jonathan Taylor is such a weird deal because if he blows up, do you really want to resign him? Because you don't know if he has any tread left on the tires. If he does it, do you want, I don't know. I don't know where you're at with the Colts. You wanted him to be so good, he, he, but he doesn't impact winning as much as you want him to impact it. To me, what happens with a guy like Jonathan Taylor will send ripples because of, because of where he's at. Right now, he's a two-year younger, poor man's version of Saquon Barkley. And I don't mean that in ability and talent. I mean, as far as contracts, signing, like, do you give this guy the farm? Do you give it to him? If you think about Saquon Barkley, he was 60% of New York Giants offense last year. Do you give him an extension? Right? Same thing with Jonathan Taylor. A year or sure. two ago, he was the workhorse, the Clydesdale, the Budweiser beer driving cart horse. Do you give that back to him? Uh, hard to tell, man. For me, that was a smarter dumb or a buy sell. I actually I sell him. I agree because I, I, th- I think that even if you uh, – if you get re- if you don't extend Jonathan Taylor, yes. Even if he goes somewhere else and is a multiple time thousand yard rusher, you don't lose that much. No, and I don't really know how much that impacts winning. Unfortunately, I'm a 
If you're watching, you know I'm an offensive lineman. <laughs> I love to run the ball. I just don't know how much that matters at this day and age in the NFL uh, because you can do it by committee. Happy holiday weekend. So good to be with you today. So good to be with you always. We'll be back at it be safe. next Thursday. Be safe. For Rajim Sieber, Culture Nuanas, we'll see you next week. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.